Amen. How you doing, Rock Church? Good, happy Sunday. Want to say hello to everybody watching all our microsites. We got people down in City Heights being trained in uh, San Ysidro, East County, North County. Uh, microsites in Coronado and everybody watching online. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless you. A uh, couple of quick announcements before I get into what I'm going to say today. One, uh, obviously, Toys for Joy. Uh, we started Toys for Joy three years before we started the church. I had a, another ministry called Miles Ahead, and we used to, we started that, uh, those events three years before the Rock Church, so it's the 18th year, and I can't encourage you enough to get involved. Uh, we have four of them now. Obviously, you heard that a couple of times already, so I want to encourage you to get involved in that. Amen? Amen. How's everybody doing today? Yeah. Amen. Someone say, Jesus. Very good. Next week, we are concluding our all-in series. I'm going to say all-in. And uh, our all-in series is going to be concluded next week by taking a financial pledge for the next two years. We've been talking about that day for, since the first week of the series. And next week, you're going to get a card like this, and it will be up on the screen. And what we're going to do is, and what we've like, been asking you to do is pray about how much you would like to invest financially in the mission of the church over the next two years, and this is a total amount of giving. What you normally give, anything over and above. If you look at the boxes, the first one is what I normally give in a year. Uh, you can think about what do I normally give in a year, and some of you may say, well, I don't give anything. Well, this is a very good chance for you to start. Amen. You hear us talk about tithes and offerings all the time, and if you haven't participated in that, you're missing out on the blessing of giving. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave. And so when we talk about tithe, tithe is a 10% of your income. Uh, we teach that all the time. Uh, and you might be able to say, you know what, now is the time for me to reevaluate what I'm doing with my money. Am I honoring God with my finances? Am I all in with what God has called me to be and do with my finances? So the first one is uh, what you give. Next one is any expanded giving over and above that. You add those two together and that's for a year, multiply it by two. This is all you're giving uh, and some of you who normally give, just add it up, add anything over and above that. In the very bottom box, it says my, my or our, your family, two-year all-in faith commitment. And so we're going to be taking those next week. You'll get a card like this. We'll be taking the cards in. We'll have a ceremony. you put the cards in. Uh, it would be incredible if all of us did what God called us to do. Everyone say obedience. obedience. It's always about obedience. If all of us did what God called us to do, it would be incredible what we can fund and the ministry we can fund in San Diego and outside the world. Save, equip, send. Ministry here in San Diego, ministry in Haiti and other countries around the world. So I encourage you to be praying about that. Talk to your spouse. Talk with your family. What will we be giving over the next two years in total? And that's what we're going to be collecting next week. Amen? Amen? Okay, let's get on our knees. Uh, before we get on our knees, just stand up. Just stand up. Because I got something to say and I don't want you on your knees. I was watching a video uh, yesterday on the plane, and it was Drew Brees' testimony. And he was talking about when he was a kid, I used to go to church with his brother, and they used to play around and just couldn't wait to get out of church. And then when he was 17 years old, he went one particular Sunday, and he said, There was something different about that Sunday. And I said, God said to me, somehow he knew, this is the Sunday I give my life to the Lord. He wasn't saved. That was the Sunday he got saved. 
But he said there was something different about that Sunday. And I was listening to that thinking, what made it different? And some of you may come to church waiting for something to happen. And if something doesn't happen, you, well, nothing happens. Make a decision now, right now as we're standing here, that today is going to be different. You can make that decision. Lord, I am going to make a decision to seek you with my whole heart, to listen to what you say to me. God may say something to you that has nothing to do with what comes out of my mouth. But that you make a decision, today is going to be different. When I leave here, I'm going to be different. You can make that decision. It doesn't have to be something God does. You make a decision to receive what God has already done. I had, I, every now and then I talk to people, they say, oh, your church is like a show. I said, it's only a show if you make it a show. Because we ain't showing. <laughs> We're not putting on a show. Well, you got all the lights. If you got a problem with lights, you're going to have a problem with heaven. No, for real. You got, heaven's going to be, if you think this is a show, we got lights because we can have lights. And we got speakers so you can hear. But we are serious about this. And in heaven, the, 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 the throne shakes. It's like thunder and lightning. You see lightning and, 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 and thunder in the sky? I love that. It's like God going, <clears throat> So I want you to, I want you, as we kneel, we're going to kneel on the floor. I want you to say, Lord, I want today to be different. I really do. And if you, want, if you, if you take a step close to God, he takes five steps closer to you. Amen? Let's get on our knees. Lord, we pray today is different. I pray you speak to people. And I pray they listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Look to the person next to you and say, that was for you. If you have a Bible on three, I'm going to ask you to hold it up and say word. One, two, three, say word. word. One more time, say word. word. Turn to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17. First book of the Bible. And you are going to need your lesson plan and this little brown piece of paper. Beige, tan, whatever you want to call it. It's not white. Is that beige or tan? Ivory. Oh, there's another, another option. <laughs> How about it's small? <laughs> you're going to need both those eventually. And at the end, just in case I forget, at the end of the service, you're going to pass this little one, put this little one in the offering. At the end, you're going to put this little one in the offering. But we're going to fill it out at the very end. When I was growing up, a lot of my friends in my neighborhood had nicknames. And their nicknames were names we gave them based on how we perceived them. We had one guy, his name was Vance. I didn't even know his name was Vance most of his life, and he was my best friend's brother. I just knew him as Heavy. And he, we called him Heavy because he was heavy. There's another girl, her name was Red Top. I still to this day don't know what her name was. She had red hair, we called her Red Top. 
another guy, that was, his real name was Tyrone. We called him T-Rock because he was the biggest guy in our group. He was all muscular. Another guy was named Mickey. We called him Slick. That was a name he actually gave himself <laughs> because he thought he was cool. <laughs> and these names represented how we perceived them or how they wanted to be perceived. And it, their, their regular name, their, their mother-parent-given name wasn't it. it was, this was more specific to who they were known as. We've been studying the life of Abraham, and we saw a few weeks ago that Abraham was called out of his land to go to a place that God would show him, and through him God would create a legacy. And Abraham pursued an all-in legacy. And then the week after that, we saw that Abraham had all-in trust. Then we saw Abraham honored God. We saw last week that Abraham was challenged not to take any shortcuts to fulfill what God had called him to be and to do. This week we're going to talk about God changing his name. Because actually up until this point, his name is actually Abram, exalted father. And God is going to change his name or his identity to Abraham, a father of multitude. He's also going to change his wife's name from Sarai to Sarah, princess. Now, Abraham is 99 years old. Sarah is 90 years old. They don't have any kids between the two of them. Sarah has never been able to have kids. She is barren. And yet God is going to tell both of them, I'm going to give you a son, and that son is going to have sons, and you're going to have a kingdom of people, descendants, more than the stars in the sky, come from the both of you. So I'm changing your name, your identity, so everybody who knows you knows this is what I'm going to do. At the end of the service, you're going to be challenged to take this little tiny card and put your new name on it. Because God wants to do something in your life. Now, we come to church all the time. Some of y'all come to church regularly. Some of you don't, whatever. But you come to church. And do you come to church to be changed? Do you come to church to be changed or do you come to church to check the box? We should be coming to church to be changed. I should be coming to church to be changed. The best sermons I preach are the ones that change me while I'm preparing to preach it. If I'm not being changed and moved and burdened, the sermon's not good. I, I just, I'm, I'm not feeling it. It's like, I don't, it's just, it's, 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 it's embarrassing. I feel, I feel ashamed, like, 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 uh, like embarrassed even speaking it. I gotta, it, gotta, it gotta touch me here. And so my challenge to you is to be thinking about through the sermon, what do you want your new name to be? Matter of fact, in your lesson plan, we gave you some options, some names you could pick from. And you could pick any of those names or you could make some name up. It could be anything you want to be known as. Okay, you can look at that at the end of the sermon. Anytime in the sermon, you could pick your name or make up a name, and, and hopefully God will speak to you. Uh, chapter 17, verse 1. It says, Genesis 17, 1. Abraham was 99 years old. Everyone say 99. When the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am Almighty God, or I am El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. In other words, Abraham, I want you to walk in front of me and I don't want you to mess up. I want you to walk in front of me and I don't want you to mess up. Be blameless. Be blameless. You ever say, well, I'm not perfect. You need to try. 
The reason I say that is a lot of times we say I'm not perfect and we just accept sin in our life. There was a kid, in a, I think a 17 or a 14-year-old kid in a previous service in East County who came forward at the altar call and told the pastor, I need to stop sinning. That's what he said. He said, that old message just broke down to me, I need to stop sinning. Now, will he ever completely stop sinning? Probably not, but that's a great goal to have. It's like, I need to stop lying. I need to stop gossiping. I need to stop being jealous. What a great goal to have. Instead of, you know, that's just who I am. So he said, Abraham, walk before me and be blameless. And the verse says, verse 2, I will make my covenant between me and you and multiply you exceedingly. Abraham fell on his face and God spoke with him. And God said, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and, your, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you father of many nations. No longer shall you be known as exalted father, but you shall be known as father of multitudes. Verse 6, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And you will make nations, I will make nations from you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be to God and to you and to your descendants after you. Also I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abram, as for you, you shall keep my covenant and, you shall, and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. Verse 15, and God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her Sarah, but you shall call her Sarah. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. And then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Number one in your notes, a new name signifies a faith claim on a new loyalty. I want you to think about how you would like to be known different than how you are known. Would you like to be known as being faithful to God? Would you like to be known as a Bible reader or a prayer warrior or a generous person or a servant? What is it that you would like to change about yourself? Matter of fact, let me back up. How many of y'all by a show of hands, and by the way, elbow above the ear if you raise your hand. How many of you by a show of hands say, I want to change something about myself? Can I get amen? Very good. Y'all, that's real good. <laughs> Just pick one thing. How many of you know somebody else that you would like something to change about them? Can I get an amen? Yeah, yeah, okay, great, great, great. Just in case you didn't know anything about yourself, you can just ask the people around you, is there anything about me that needs to change? And they'll give you more ammunition that you can pick. Lord, I don't want to be this. I want to be loyal to this because your new loyalty means that you have a loyalty to an identity today. Some of you see yourself as a victim. That's who you have become in your mind. And you hold on to that because you identify and have identified with being a victim. And if you let that go, you kind of lose who you are. 
And that's scary. So you hold on to being a victim. It's always something else's fault. Your parents, your neighborhood, your upbringing, your boss, the sun, your environment, the ESPN, CNN, the President Obama. Whatever. It's always somebody else's fault. It's never you. You're a victim. Can I get amen if you know what I'm talking about? And, and you become loyal to that identity. Is that what you want to be known as? At least in your own mind? When you get your name changed, your identity is changing. Your loyalty is changing. You are now becoming loyal to become a new person. So when God told Abraham, Abram, your name is now Abraham, everybody said, we got to call you Abraham? You don't have any kids? How are you going to be the father of nations? You don't even have a kid from your wife. And how are we going to call you princess? You have no kids. You have never been able to have kids and you're 90 years old. Really? We're going to call you princess? That's what God said. I'm sure people are like, oh, princess or whatever, princess. But by faith, you call me princess. By faith, you call me Abraham. Because God made a promise. By faith, I want to be more faithful. By faith, you should want to be a better servant. More generous. More humble. More faithful to read your Bible. Who do you want to be? You have to decide that. And then it says a new name means <laughs> that signifies the death of an old loyalty. In other words, who don't you want to be anymore? How many of y'all got something about yourself you don't like? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person anymore. I was, I, when, I, when I first came to California, well, I came from New York. And people in New York in general express themselves differently in general than people from California. Now, I know people say, you know, you shouldn't stereotype, but stereotypes, a lot of stereotypes are true. They are. Latinos are more Latino than non-Latinos. <laughs> so you see a Latino say, hey, they're Latino. Well, that's what they're supposed to be. Can I, can I get an amen? Americans are more American than non-Americans. Ladies are more ladylike than non-ladies. Does that make sense? Y'all like this. There's got to be something wrong with that. It's just too, this is, how could those stereotypes, no, stereotypes are not bad. It's, some of them are true. Taller people are usually taller than shorter people. <laughs> so in general, people in New York are a little more direct than people in California. Can I get an amen? amen. It's a generalization, but it's generally true. If you go to New York, Delhi, they'll go, what do you want? You go to New York, California, in a deli, they'll go, uh, how can I help you? <laughs> In general. So when I came out here, I was like, you know, boom, 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 boom. To you. And this lady said to me, do you have any, she was a counselor, she said, do you have any idea how people perceive you? And I was like, I'm from New York, I don't care. <laughs> so it was kind of a non-starter question for a New Yorker. We, we, what, we, what, what does it matter? It doesn't really matter. But it did matter. It did matter. But at the time, it didn't matter to me, but I, I was wrong. What, do you, what about yourself do you need to stop being? Make a decision today. I don't want to be that anymore. And I'm going to write it down. I want to be something different. And, I know, and you don't have to pick one thing. You can pick ten things. And it may not be on that piece of paper. But today is the day you write it down. Today's the day you say, yes, God, 
Look what your notes say. A new name is signified, signified a kairos moment in your life. A kairos moment is a specific, powerful moment in time. Chronos time is the passing of time, chronology, chronos time. In other words, if you were to drive down a busy street and there was traffic lights on that street, the, distance, the time between the time you start your trip and end the trip, that's chronos time, the whole trip. But in the, in the duration of your trip, you're going to stop at a stoplight. Then you're going to go and stop at a stoplight. Then you're going to go and stop at a stoplight. Every time you stop, that's a special moment. A kairos moment. So throughout your life, you're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, you're going through life, but then there's these moments that you meet that person you fall in love with. Then there's that moment you break up with that person, <laughs> unfortunately. Then there's that moment you get married. Then there's that moment you have a baby. Then there's that moment that <laughs> that baby turns into an adult. Then there's that moment that baby starts to cost too much money. <laughs> there's that moment you bought your first house. There's that moment you got your first job. There's that moment you got let go from your job. There's certain moments in time, kairos moments, that today will be a kairos moment that you say, today, change my name. I'm not going to be unfaithful anymore. I'm not going to be lazy anymore. I'm not going to be lackadaisical anymore. I'm not going to be greedy anymore. I'm not going to be selfish anymore. Today, change my name. They say, Abraham, as of today, you are a father of nations. Sarah, as of today, you are a princess. I have no kids. I've never had a kid. I'm 90 years old. I'm telling you, you are going to be a mother. And Abraham, Bible says he laughed. He's like, what? He's like, I don't know what he was walking. He was 99. I don't know how he was walking. But I'm guessing he was like this. And, they, and, and Sarah's like, I don't understand what God is talking about. I can't even stand up. And, and Abraham, he, it just ain't happening, God. It ain't happening. And God said, no, it's going to happen. <laughs> Look what it says in verse 23. It says, Abraham took Ishmael, his son, and all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house. Remember, he had 318 soldiers that were born in his house. And he circumcised the flesh of their foreskin that very same day, as God said. And Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. Oh, snap. That brother was committed. <laughs> That brother was committed. We ain't asking you to do that. We're just asking you to say a prayer and write something on a piece of paper. That's it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. You know what the Bible says? Abraham did it that day. He didn't say, uh, God, let me go pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. Come back four weeks later. You know, I, 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 next week come church. Oh, I'm not going to church today. I'll come three weeks later. Oh, yeah, I remember that, some, that sermon a week ago, a month ago. They were talking about some name change and it never happens. Abraham did it that day. Matter of fact, next week we're going to look at a sermon when, when God told him to kill his son, the son that they would eventually have. He said go sacrifice that son. That day he went to sacrifice his son. And we'll, we'll, we'll see that story next week. But he did it that day. What does that mean? He was obedient. You know how you can measure your faith? How fast do you do what God tells you to do? That's how you can measure your faith. How much time between the time God tells you to do something and the time you actually do it. If you do it right away, you got a lot of faith. If you don't do it right away, you have less faith. Period. It don't matter how much you know. Well, I didn't know. No, you knew. 
<laughs> you know, go tell your wife sorry. Well, I didn't know what to say. I ain't know. No, just go say, I'm sorry. How about that? Matter of fact, let's practice. Everyone say, I'm sorry. It's so easy. Like Fonzie. Yeah, for all y'all who remember Fonzie. Matter of fact, how many of y'all don't know who Fonzie is? Raise your hand real high. We'll pray for y'all. No, for real, we will pray for you. You just need to know who Fonzie is. Uh, real quick story. There was a story, there was a show called Happy Days, and it was about life in the 50s, I believe, and Fonzie had a leather jacket, motorcycle. He was a cool guy. He was too cool for school, but he could never say he was sorry, or he could never say he was wrong. He, could ne- he couldn't let those, and he would say, I it just couldn't come out of his mouth because he was too cool to be wrong. That you would say today, today. I'm not going to be that person anymore. You know exactly what it is. We have this, this, this uh, exercise we do called start, stop, continue. Everyone say start. start. Say start. start. Say stop. stop. Continue. continue. The order doesn't matter, and you can do this. I probably should do a whole sermon on this, and I probably will one day. Uh, start, stop, continue. Basically, you meet with somebody one-on-one, and your staff, we do it with our staff. You can do it with your family. You can do it with your kids, your wife, your husband. You tell them one thing you want them to start doing. Will you start saying thank you? That's it, just one. I mean, you could say five, but that might turn into a fight. Just do one. (laughs) One thing I would like you to start doing, one thing I would like you to stop doing, will you stop leaving the seat up? (laughs) And then one thing I would like you to continue to do, will you continue to breathe because that's the only good thing I can think about that you're doing right now that I want you to continue to do. <laughs> start, stop, continue. What would God say he wants you to start, stop, and continue doing? Just do that. I want you to start reading your Bible every day. This is God talking to you. I want you to start listening to me. I know more than you all the time. 100% of the time, this is God talking. I know more than you 100% of the time. I am right, this is God talking, 100% of the time, and you are never more right than me. Start listening to me. Start trusting me. Start releasing and being generous because everything you have, I gave to you and can take it anytime I want. Trust me. Start serving. Stop thinking that you have to do everything yourself. Just stop. Stop trying to do my job. You can't do my job. You can't fathom my job. Stop. Stop. Why don't you start going to church every week and get in fellowship every day and read your Bible every day and speak to me every day. It will change your life. Stop being religious. It doesn't impress me that you're sitting in a building. What impresses me is that your heart is here. This is the new person. And the only thing between you and that happening is you. There was a guy, uh, he, was, he was the uh, 
equipment manager of the San Diego Chargers, and he, and he was an older guy. Well, he was older. He was probably 50-something, and uh, when, when we were 20-something. So to us, he was older. And he was always talking trash. He was just, everyone loved him. He was the coolest guy in the whole building, and he was always talking trash. And, and his name was Sid Brooks, and he, and he, used, to, he used to refer to his chest as Mount Brooks. And he'd walk around going, you want to go mountain climbing? His first, I didn't know this. His first comment to me was, you want to go mountain climbing? I was like, what? And he goes, Mount Brooks. And he would go climb like that. And so one day I looked at him, and he was always, he was, like I said, he was the most beloved guy in, in, in the organization, literally. And he said to me one day, you got, you, you want, you got something, you got something, over? something, what's up, what's up, what's up? Like he wanted to fight, just joking. And he says, hey, man, you want some of this? He was saying this to me. You want some of this? I was like, oh, okay. And he says, ain't nothing between me and you but air and opportunity. <laughs> and I, I was trying to figure air, opportunity, fight. And then he went like this. <sighs> <laughs> he blew the air out of the way. <laughs> he said, ain't nothing between me and you but opportunity. There's nothing between you and God an opportunity. You say, Lord, I want to change. I don't want to be known by this or this or this. You know what that is. And God knows what it is. I want to be known by this. And by faith, that's who, what I am going to pursue. So I want you to take this little brown piece of paper out, if you will. Little brown piece of paper before we pray. I just want you to write on there a name, a title, a description, whatever it is you want, and copy it in your lesson plan. Lord, give me the new name of blank. And it doesn't have to be perfect grammar. You can say, give me the new name of Bible reader or whatever. Whatever it is. You want so that I can blank. Now you're saying, eh, I don't need to write it down. You're right. You won't write it down and you'll forget by the time you get home and it won't happen and you'll be back to where you started. If you don't have this little piece of paper, just raise your hand. We got people who give it to you. But I want you to really think about and make a commitment. I want to do this. I want to do this. Just keep your hand up. We got hands in the second thing. If you don't have this little tiny piece of paper, just raise your hand. I want you to think about who you want to be. Who you want to be. And make a faith claim. What is a faith claim? By faith, I am going to be more of this by faith, I am going to pursue this kind of person. By faith, I am going to pursue this kind of person. And in your mind, you may say, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I've tried this before. By faith, I am going to start my life today. And I'm going to trust God is going to surround me with the resources, people, time, energy, counseling, whatever it is, so I can be transformed into that person. There are some of you, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. For some of you, that name is Christian. You need to become Christian. Christian literally means little Christ. And you just say, Lord Jesus, I need to give my life to you. 
because I want your name on my life. You believe that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God? You believe that the penalty of sin is death? And you want Jesus to forgive you of your sin? And you need to say, Lord, today, change how I am known by you. I want to be your son, your daughter. So in a minute, we're going to pray. And my challenge to you is that you may say, Lord, I want to be saved. Or there's some of you in here saying, you know what, I want to just be more faithful. I want to be a, more, a better servant. I want to walk away from my carnal, lackadaisical, apathetic self. I want to be on fire for God. It's going to be one prayer for both of you. In other words, it's going to be a prayer of surrender. A prayer of, Lord, I want to be this new person. So I'm going to ask all of you to bow your heads and close your eyes, and I want you to listen very carefully. As you're listening, only you can make the decision to change who you are. God has done everything. He died on the cross, rose from the dead. He has offered a relationship that is life-changing, life-transforming. He offers you a new life, forgiveness, transformation. And many of you wrote something on that piece of paper. But it's time to say, Lord, I wrote something on the piece of paper. Now I want to seal it with a public confession of my loyalty to you, my submission to you. For some of you, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You need to ask him to forgive you of your sin that you may be forgiven eternally. For some of you who have been walking with God and you need to say, Lord, I prayed a prayer a long time ago, but you know what? I haven't been faithful. I need to be more faithful. And today I'm making that commitment. I'm going to say one prayer for both groups. If you want to give your life to Christ or if you want to rededicate your life to Christ, one prayer. So in the privacy of your heart, if you would like to give your life to Christ or rededicate your life to Christ, you want to rededicate your life to whatever you wrote on that piece of paper, I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I need to change. And I can't change unless I surrender. I know who you want me to be. And I know who you don't want me to be. So I surrender my life to Jesus. I know he died on the cross for my sin. I know he rose from the dead. And I believe he's alive. I surrender my life to Jesus. Father, send your Holy Spirit into my life. Fill me with the Spirit of God. Fill me with the Spirit of God. I want to be faithful. 
Thank you, God. Thank you for another chance. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you prayed that prayer, it doesn't matter why you prayed it. If you prayed it to ask Christ to be your Savior or if you prayed it to rededicate your life, to rededicate your life to the new identity you put on that piece of paper. And you're saying today is the day, my Kairos moment, my moment that I receive a new identity, a new purpose, a new loyalty, a new name. If you prayed that prayer for either reason, I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three. Don't worry about anybody else. You're a new person now. On the count of three, one, two, three. Stand to your feet if you prayed that prayer. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. 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 Now I'm going to ask all of you in a minute to come down to the altar. And if you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up, and the ushers will bring you down. The rest of us, we want to cheer for them. Come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. They come on down. Amen. 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 Come on down. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.